Vandy men's hoops falls short in Baton Rouge. Apparently, Vandy needs to cheat. And women's team and the women's team finally gets some respect. This is locked on Vandy. Let's go. You are locked on Vandy, your daily podcast on the Vanderbilt Commodores, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Vandy Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Corey Burton. Thanks for making Locked On Vandy your first listen each and every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, these days, every potential new hire can feel like high stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at locked at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. So that being said, our show is brought to you by LinkedIn jobs. Um, so basketball, um, another rough night uh, for Jerry Stackhouse and the crew at LSU. Uh, it was, a, it was a late game and it was an ugly game. And that was, uh, yeah, that was bad. And there's no other way to put it because, holy, holy shnikes, I, I just, when, when you watch it and you take notes, you're just trying to figure out, okay, what? Because you don't want to be, you don't want to be super negative about everything, right? And you want to, you, you want to find solutions, and you want to be, okay, well, we're, you know, this this thing can get better. And you come away with like a whole list of issues. Like, okay, if we fix this, this, and this, and you're like, wait a second, that's a lot of issues. So the final score was 77-69. Uh, LSU won 77-69. Um, at times it got real. At times it got close. Halftime it was a six point game. At one point they pushed it to two. But in reality, the the big story of the game was that LSU was in control and it was an ugly basketball game. It was a game that if you played even decent, you probably win it. And Vanderbilt could not do that. Um, Ezra, Ezra Magnon played tonight, despite uh, being questionable with, a, with an ankle injury uh, from Saturday, uh, but he suited up, he was in the lineup and, you know, he did all that he could, but you know, he's, he's beat up. He's, he's, He's not uh, he's not well. Tyron Lawrence had an awful night uh, shooting. Uh, Tasapolos had an awful night shooting. I, I just you know the shooting woes bother me, and and like I said, I, I, I want to be positive. I want to I want to, but I just don't know if this thing is going to work out for Jerry Stackhouse. And you know, I. I Again, I don't want to come up here and bang my fist and say, you know, Vandy's bad at this, Vandy's bad at that, because obviously Vandy's got enough of that. So, but the they make it tough sometimes. I got to be honest, and I've got to call a spade a spade. They keep, they make it, they make it tough, and. 
I, I, I don't know what you do, but the shooting's got to improve because you have chances to get in this game and you have chances to turn the momentum in your favor and you miss wide open shots. You take ill-advised shots. You take selfish, you know, people in your face. I just want to launch this three and see what I can do shot type shots. Like, I, I just don't know. I just don't know how you can justify some of these, some of the shot selection that's happening, some of the ball movement that's not happening, um, the wide open looks that are just not going down and not getting to the rim on a consistent basis. The announcers at one point said Vandy is so slow getting on offense and getting on with the offense. That to me, I, I just I just don't understand it. And you got to play with a sense of urgency. Like you're you're like part of this is like you you have some deficiencies right now because you have some injuries. And injuries happen, right? You can't use that as an excuse. Maybe, maybe a game or two while you're getting used to injuries. But these things happen early, like prior to the season, like especially the the um, the legal trouble that that you had with. Uh, I'm not going to get into that, but you had time to fix this kind of stuff, and it's not as long of a season as the NBA. And unfortunately for Jerry Stackhouse, which I, I think he can be, I mean, he's a great basketball mind. He's, you know, it's not like he's a terrible coach or like he's a terrible basketball person. I mean, the guy was, you know, played at North Carolina, was was great at, at, in the NBA and, uh, you know, had a really good long NBA career as a player. But um, the time he spent coaching in the pro leagues, I, I just think he's just too wired for the NBA. I just don't think it's a good fit. I, I like Jerry Stackhouse. There's some good things that he does. I, you know, he's got some charisma. He 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 can recruit a little bit, and he he just there's some good things that he does. But I, I think a lot of that stuff is geared towards the pro game and how the pros play and and how you know the length of time in a pro game and the length of time in a pro season. Like you're not going to have a ton of sense of urgency. In December and July and in January in the NBA, you're just not because you're not even halfway through your season yet and you still got a long way to go. So it's almost like a marathon and you're pacing yourself. And like on a random Tuesday night in January in the NBA, I guarantee you turn on that game. They don't care one bit about the result. It's run, 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 run. Somebody wins, right? It's all about just getting your stars their reps to draw an audience. You're getting your bench guys reps to be able to contribute during the playoffs. And if you can get some quality reps for those guys, that helps. But you're like, you're just not getting into your groove. You're just now putting your system in. That's how the, that's how the pro circuit works on the college level. That's what your non-conference schedules for work out all the kinks and still learn how to win. Like your shooting woes should not be into game two in your conference slate. Like shooting this poorly should not be that way. Not rebounding. There's some size. There's some size discrepancies there. There's some size deficiencies. So I get that you're not going to dominate the boards, 
but you've got to rebound better. Uh, defensively, you can't give up the rim as easily as, as, as we did tonight. There was way too many easy baskets, easy layups. There's way too much ball movement, way too many open looks for LSU. LSU knocked them down. They had they took advantage of turnovers. At one point, they had eight points off turnovers. It probably was probably increased as the night went on uh, since I checked that stat. But like LSU seemed to take advantage of turnovers. Vanderbilt did not. Um, Jerry Stackhouse, bad technical foul. I mean, you get a you get a huge defensive stop. You're you're in it, and you get a technical foul, and you're right back out of it, and you just lose complete control of the momentum and eventually the game. And so just some of those things, just watching it, it irks you looking at it and seeing the potential that's out there. I mean, you've got some good pieces. Ezra Magnan is, is as good as it gets in this. Like he's, he is a, he is a star in this conference. Jason Rivera Torres. He's a freshman. He's going to make freshman mistakes. I understand that. And he's got a lot of talent, but like he's he's got to develop a consistent shot. Like he's going to have to be a star. He's just not there yet. You have to develop him, right? Uh, Tyron Lawrence needs to score the basketball, and he needs to do a better job of scoring the basketball because he didn't do a good job. If he scored the basketball half as good as he did tonight, Vanderbilt probably wins this game. Again, the final was 77-69. Uh, it, it just – it's got to be, you got to be on the same page. Like it doesn't seem like, like some some nights they communicate. Some periods of the game they communicate. Like there's some there's some possessions where like Vandy went on a seven zero run towards the end of the game, albeit too little too late, but like they were moving the ball. They were communicating. They were moving off the ball. They were setting screens. They were setting up good shots. They were knocking down the good shots. They were playing defense on the other side, rebounding, not giving LSU chances at second at second chance baskets, not giving them opportunity at second chance baskets. And that kind of stuff, if you can do that consistently, you will be a good basketball team. And that's I think that's what frustrates a lot of people is that you see that happening but you don't see it consistently and the team just gets, they they lose control of these games when they shouldn't. I mean, this game was not a blowout. This game was not, this game was certainly not something that you would look at and go, God, I'm embarrassing, but it is frustrating. It is very frustrating. So 77, 69 was your final. Um, Some good things to pick up on. I, I think you, I think you're one step closer uh, to playing as a team, um, but it's just not there yet. I, I just don't understand what the disconnect is. Um, but uh, up next, I think, is going to be uh, an opportunity against Kentucky on Saturday. Uh, that will be a lot of fun. And by a lot of fun, I mean not really, because uh, Kentucky just unloaded, unleashed the fury on Missouri uh, this week. So, um Not good. Not good at all. So uh, we'll see how this thing shakes out. I mean, you know, you you root for the best. You hope for the best. Um, It's just not there yet. I say yet because you got to have somebody that's going to bring this this whole operation together and bring these guys to playing 
good team basketball because that's what it that's what it takes in the college game. It's good team basketball. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, don't give up on Vandy basketball yet. Um, I know you're frustrated with Stack, uh, but support the team. They need it, right? Jason Rivera Torres needs that juice. Ezra Magnon needs that juice. Tyron Lawrence needs that juice. The rest of this team needs that juice. So continue to support. I urge you to do that. Support for them, okay? This is not professional basketball where you can you – know, it's different, right? They need the support. They need the juice. And you never know. If, if you give them the juice – you might see him turn around. Who knows? They feed like players feed off that thing. Like especially eighteen to twenty-one year old kids, they feed off of that. I remember when I was in high school, I fed off of really good energy. We had a really good uh, student section at our school, and I, I fed off that. I mean, I, the uh, you know the the rush you get from from that crowd support, especially at home, is good. And so part of making Vanderbilt basketball good is making Memorial Gym a true home field advantage. If you can do that, like you'll see some more success. You'll see top guys coming to play in such a good uh, good environment. Like Cameron Indoor Stadium is nothing to write home about. It, it doesn't even look like an arena. But like you go in there and it's a hostile environment, right? Duke used to be horrendous before Coach K showed up. And they hired this. They hired him out of Army, out of West Point. They were like, "Who the heck is this young, dumb, whoever?" You know, they had plenty of names for him. They they didn't know what they were getting in Coach K. Not saying Jerry Stackhouse is that, but like, but it's a unique place to play. You have passionate fans that supported the team, and they got behind Coach K, and they got behind the Duke team, even at a crit- even at critical mass. They got behind the team, rallied, and then the rest. I'm not going to go over the complete Duke history. This is not the Locked On Blue Devils podcast, but um, my point is this with that. You have a unique environment. Memorial Gym is a unique environment. Make it that. Make it hell on opposing teams. Then you start to get a reputation of your place being hell on opposing teams then guys want to come play in that environment. And then you, you see the pattern here. You start attracting good players. Those good players start attracting other good players. You get some team chemistry going, and boom, you're right there. Right back in the mix. And it can happen quickly in basketball, much quicker than football. And football will be a really good environment too uh, once they finish the renovations. But um, that's my piece on men's basketball. Um, I'll wrap it up by saying this 77 69 was your final lots of improvements to go, but keep supporting the team. They need it. Um, they need it badly, but, uh, they need to get in the gym and they need to shoot and shoot and shoot. Keep shooting, keep shooting, work on your technique, flick the wrist, flick it. All right. Uh, before we go to break the the women's team finally got their ranking. Uh, they they uh, came in at number 24 in the USA Today coaches slash coaches poll. Uh, so finally getting that ranking they deserve. Uh, there's two basketball polls out there, the AP poll and then the USA Today and slash coaches poll. So um, 
Vandy was not ranked in the AP poll upon its release uh, on uh, on Monday, and now, as of yesterday, they are uh, ranked number twenty four. So, uh, very good for them. And uh, you know, they just need to keep surging forward. They uh, they have a big they have a big test uh, tomorrow night against Kentucky. So be uh, be on the watch out for that. So that'll be fun. Um, so when we come back, we're going to talk. Uh, there was an interesting quote. Uh, Vandy's catching some strays, man. Uh, and uh, it's uh, it's kind of funny, kind of sad all at the same time. We'll talk about it here. All right. As I said at the top of the show, this show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. So at the start of a new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll make my business, that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created job tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. So how so LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy because they did all the heavy lifting. So LinkedIn is just just isn't another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than 1 billion professionals that makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. So if you want to find the right host, if you want to find the right person, the right, <laughs> I say right host, I'm the right host for this, um, Stephen Willis is the right host for Locked On Ole Miss, but it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one for delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many small, so many small hats, big hats, so many hats in general, they may not have time or the resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. So post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com slash Locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, here we go. Welcome back. Uh, the show is flying by. So uh, it's the Locked on Vandy podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen uh, each and every day. Your second listen should be Locked on SEC. Chris Gordy and the crew, uh, they do it well. They talk about the league. If you want to be one of the most educated fan bases, in all of the SEC and even all of the country, uh, make sure you listen to Locked On SEC uh, and, and get all of your information there. Uh, make sure you listen to the other team podcasts that we have, uh, just so you kind of get an idea. And you don't have to be a you don't have to be an everyday or be an everyday or here. And I thank you for making that uh, a priority as well. But uh, just make sure we're, you know we want to be the most educated fan base. So do that. Follow us right here on the scroll. Is going below. You can follow us on social media. Find us on YouTube. All of that good stuff. So thank you to the everydayers, especially. Love you guys. Um, so I was uh, scrolling the. Uh, I was scrolling the the uh, the, the the X to this morning, and uh, and I was looking and I saw and I was like, oh boy, um, I saw this quote right, and. It's about this whole Michigan thing and the the scouting and the stealing signs and you know the whole scandal they went on and you know somebody's 
butt hurt that they won the national championship. It is what it is. It's whatever. That's put to bed. Nothing's probably going to happen. Um, but they said this um, allegedly, of course. Um, but the quote goes like this. It says, look, in Alabama, and this was, um, I forget who brought this up. Um, the I forgot who like debuted this quote, but here, but the quote says this. Look, an Alabama official told me at the Rose Bowl last week, everyone, and I mean everyone, is stealing signs. Michigan was not the only school doing this. Added an industry source, Kansas basketball cheats more than anyone, and they didn't do anything to Kansas. The only pure thing in college athletics is Vanderbilt, and Vanderbilt sucks. That's where college athlete, athletics is in 2024. If you're not cheating, you're not trying, or – you're Vanderbilt. So whew, that was uh when I read that quote, I was like, what the what the heck? <laughs> this is uh this is crazy, man. Like um like it, it's like a compliment and then followed by like a complete smack backhand followed by a forehand to the face. <laughs> like, hey. Vandy doesn't cheat. They're they're pure in college football, but they suck. They don't win anything of, of importance. So they need to like. They're basically saying, "Don't be Vanderbilt. Cheat. Like if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, right?" And so I guess Vanderbilt needs to. I guess Vanderbilt needs to start cheating. I I don't know. I guess that's what that means. But I was like. What the, like, why bring Vanderbilt into this thing, man? Like, what, what are we doing here? Like, what, what, what like, why? Um, but that begs the question, like, the whole thing of, like, everybody's doing it, and I guess they're just trying to justify that everybody does it, and it's no big deal, and I don't know. Everybody cheats, man, so I guess we're going to cheat. It doesn't work like that, man. Like, this whole Michigan thing, I, I'll give my two cents on that. I know I'm going to get off topic here for just a second. Um and this is going to kind of bleed into the random nugget segment, but I don't really care. So uh, watch the national championship. Obviously I was rooting for Washington to win that game because I like Michael Penix jr. I like Kalen DeBoer. I like what they, I like what Washington does. And I like kind of their journey of how they got here in the two years that Kalen DeBoer has been here. Uh, Jimmy Lake had the, had them as a national embarrassment um, so I really like kind of Washington's journey throughout the season. So I was kind of rooting for them. And I hate Michigan because of what they did. Like stealing signs, yes, everybody steals signs. And when I say everybody steals signs, I mean during the game, they look over. They have two or three guys on staff dedicated to look over at the sideline at all times and pick up the signs and try to decipher what's about to happen. Um, and the faster they can decipher it, the faster they can they can relay and make the right appropriate call so that the defense seems to be one step ahead of the offense. That's common practice. It's common practice in baseball too. and it's uh, there's no signals really in basketball, so you don't really see that in basketball. But it's commonplace. It, it happens. That's why you see people doing the goofy picture boards. That's why you see like seven GAs and and uh, each in a different color shirt. So like it, you have the rainbow brigade brigade on this, on the sideline. I say that because they have all the different color shirts. It's the reason why you have all that nonsense is so that like people can't really get a beat on your signs because you can do different things. And 
so I also call them the Skittles sometimes because it, it looks like a handful of Skittles walking around on the sidelines. They're all different colors. Um, but what Michigan did was premeditated. They paid for somebody to go video. Um, they gained access to files and things like that. Like they took it to a whole nother level. Like the integrity was completely disregarded in that situation. And it's, it's maddening. Um, and that's why everyone was against Michigan because they did it premeditated. They, they, it, it was totally cowardly, whatever. It wasn't good. Um, so stealing signs is one thing. And what Michigan did was completely other thing. And that's my piece. That's what I'm going to say on that. And I know it's old news and yeah, they've already done stuff about it. Yeah, whatever. All right. I'm going to talk more about this here in just a second. Stay tuned. All right, FanDuel. The show is also brought to you by FanDuel. All right, the uh, the NFL playoffs are right around the corner, and there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers will get $150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet, like, same game live, same game parlays or future same game parlays. You can find the best bets in the new explore tab. You can make a parlay in the parlay hub. That's the best way to find all your popular ones. And uh, they have much, much more. And you can, you can always stick with the basic boring spreads. You can always pick with the spreads. I hate picking with spreads. Um, I'm not good at it. That's why. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to make your first bet a layup. FanDuel is official partner of the NFL. All right, I don't have much time left, but uh, I'm going to kind of finish up and wrap up what I was saying about the whole sign ceiling thing, and I, I just think it's wrong. Uh, I think they should have punished and kept Michigan out of the playoffs for that um, because it's just not – like they're they're always going to have to live with that. The, the college football world's always going to say, "Well, what what links did they go through to get this national championship?" You know, and and that's not something. That's like I said, that's totally stripping the integrity of the game, and that's all I'll say about it. Just no 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 dignity, no no integrity, nothing of that matter to do what. They did. Now, regular stealing signs during the game, that's commonplace. That's totally different. And to say it's not is, okay, we're just going to agree to disagree on that. All right. So before we wrap up, um, some random nuggets here. Uh, third baseman Braden Holcomb was named to the top 10 freshman list according to Perfect Game. So that's a big deal for, for the Vandy boys, the sixth-ranked Vandy boys. So he'll add a key piece. He'll be a key piece in the lineup uh, over there on the hot corner at third base. So that's uh, that was good to see. Um, some news out of football. Uh, former defensive coach Dan Jackson, who was demoted to an off-the-field role, is actually no longer with the team. So uh, probably finding an opportunity somewhere else. It's kind of writing on the wall anyway. Um, that Clark Lee didn't really kind of want him around. 
more probably too. Your defense was pretty terrible. Your secondary was awful. Um, they had to make a change. Not saying Dan Jackson's a bad coach. I'm never going to bash a coach. But for some reason, just wasn't it here. And that's okay. He's going to find himself a new opportunity, and he will be just fine. So Dan Jackson is out. Also, kicker Jacob Borsilla, and then a handful of walk-ons. They all left the team announced their uh, they all announced their intention on getting in the the, the transfer portal uh, today. And uh, so Vandy's in search for a new kicker. Um. So yeah, that's uh. Yeah, that's going to be good. So, um. But Jacob Laurie comes in. Uh, he is a kicker for Vandy grad transfer, two years of eligibility, all that good stuff. He was uh, he was working out, so that that might be uh, something they they may look at. So um, again, gotta find a kicker. Interesting. Uh, but uh, yeah, baseball looks like baseball officially started today. Uh, started practicing, so that's good. Uh, that's going to be exciting season uh, to look forward to. I can't wait to see how the women's team uh, does tomorrow night at Kentucky. That'll be uh, that'll be an interesting uh, that'll be an interesting go uh, for them. Uh, we'll talk about that on Thursday's show, um, and we'll we'll kind of preview that matchup a little bit. It's an important game, honestly, to to be able to get in the rankings, to be able to get yourself on some solid ground for uh, tournament time. So. Um, but that's going to do it for us here uh, on the Lockdown Vandy podcast. We thank you for listening. We thank you for finding us uh, wherever you find your podcast and on YouTube as a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. So we'll talk about some. Uh, we'll talk about the women's game against Kentucky and much, much more with your Vanderbilt Commodores as the as the anchor turns. There you go. So, but until then. As always, you know the drill. Anchor down. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Peace.